It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Today, the Houston Astros play game one of the American League Championship Series against the Tampa Bay Rays. Astros beat the Oakland A's in the division series three games to one after taking the wild card series from the Twins two games to none. Meanwhile, the Rays got here beating the Yankees in an exciting ALDS three games to two, and they beat the Blue Jays in the wild card two games to none to sweep there as well. First time these two teams are meeting in 2020. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, Framber Valdez will get the ball for the Astros today. And, man, he's been a, a breakout star for the Astros during the regular season. And he was outstanding in both the wild card series and in the division series. Well, everything just came together for Framber Valdez this year. When, when you looked at the physical side of things, we've seen it for a couple of years now. But uh, sometimes it just comes together at, at the perfect spot. Uh, and it's a perfect storm for Framber Valdez this year who leads this Astros staff when everybody else kind of went down. Justin Verlander would probably be, be pitching this game otherwise. So uh, Valdez gets the baseball five scoreless in relief in the wild card series, seven innings of two-run ball against the Oakland A's. Who better than Valdez with that curveball to get it going? And meanwhile, for the Rays, it's going to be left-hander Blake Snell. And the Astros haven't seen Blake Snell in a little while, but they did see him in the division series last year. You know what, you got to set on the fastball. When you really look at things with Blake Snell, who's got great pitches, but he doesn't throw his curveball or his slider for strikes very often, so why even think about offering at him? And he'll throw those pitches when he gets ahead in the count. So I think the Astros are going to be very aggressive early in counts, and you got to set on that fastball and get on top of it. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, in many ways, it's kind of a contrast of styles between these two teams with the Astros and Rays. The Astros more or less go with the, the, the same lineup, do tweak it from time to time. Diaz in there against the lefty. Uh, don't substitute a whole lot. Meanwhile, the Rays, they seem like they have matchups for, for everything, and they substitute a lot. They pinch hit more than any other team in the American League, and uh, they, they have a lot of arms in that bullpen. They do have a lot of arms in the bullpen, a lot of high-octane velocity. you got uh, 98 miles per hour from about – six or seven different guys that they can run in their relief core. But when I look at these lineups, when I write these in my scorecard, Robert, I can't help but think that the Astros have a whole lot more stars in their lineup. And they showed up that last series against Oakland where one through six basically in the Astros lineup was on fire mm -hmm. in that series. So that's why they were able to score so many runs. And quite frankly, if they're able to do that again, the Astros pitching doesn't even have to be as good as we think it does. Uh, their lineup can carry them in a series. 
Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros general manager and longtime Tampa Bay Rays employee James Click. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. And welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with the Astros General Manager, James Click, ahead of the ALCS. This is game one, and James, man, this couldn't be more exciting for you getting to face your old team, the Tampa Bay Rays. You pretty excited? Uh, yeah, I, excited. Um, you know, yeah, excited. I, I, I don't know, guys. I've been asked this question six ways from Sunday uh, right. by, by everybody here, by everybody over there with the Rays, by, by a lot of different people, and I have not been able to, to put my feelings around it. But look, point is, you know, we're here. We're back in the SCS, fourth year in a row. Uh, we're the reigning AL champs. We're, we're going to go out there, and we're going to prove that we are uh, still the, the best team in the league. And you guys have been playing great, James. Uh, what can you bring to the table? When you face your old team, you know a lot of the personnel and the, the coaching staff. What, what can you bring? Well, I can try to provide some kind of insight into how they think. You know, okay. how do they approach the game of baseball? Um, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to sit there and say, these are the counts that they run in or these are the guys that they're going to go to in the bullpen or, or anything like that because they, they have – they continue to turn over that roster. They continue mm. to find new guys. Um, I mean, a, a Rosa Reina was not there. Margot was not there last year. Uh, obviously, Sutsugo was not there last year. Pete Fairbanks had only just kind of gotten there last season. So it's one of the uh, impressive things about the Rays organization is the constant roster turnover. Um, so my expertise has to be more about this is the way that the Rays operate. This is the way that they think. Uh, you know, we expect them to be aggressive. We expect them to... You know, if they if they get a lead, they will turn to their best arms in their bullpen earlier than a lot of teams would. Um, and and when they get on the bases, they are going to go first to third. They are going to try to score on on short fly balls, on on sack flies, and things like that. Um, it's it's an aggressive team and it's an aggressive mindset and and just making sure that our our players are aware of that and that they don't take any plays off. Not that they would, but just you know ha have your head up, look up, keep your eyes up, watch for what's going on, and, and be aware. If the philosophy is to kind of adjust to your personnel and to your roster, how do you go out and acquire guys that you feel that can help your team? Do you just recognize maybe something that's missing? I think uh, sometimes it's looking at guys that um, just don't fit with their current team and okay. would be better suited to a role that the Rays have. Um, sometimes it's, you know, a, a tweak of a repertoire or a tweak of an approach. And that's something that we do here at the Astros too. When, mm. when obviously famously, when, when the team acquired Garrett Cole, they changed the way that he, he attacked hitters at the plate and unlocked a lot of potential. So there, there's some of that all over baseball and, and the Astros are very good at it. And the Rays are very good at it too. And obviously you've addressed everything that's gone on with the Tampa Bay Rays and, and that whole thing, you know, going, looking back at the ALDS, I thought one of the big keys was the fact that, this offense was able to really build some innings, whereas it seemed like the A's it was really hard for them to score if they didn't hit a home run. And the Astros certainly hit 
uh, their fair share of home runs in that series. But I mean, that's so big in the postseason. I mean, everybody talks about the long ball and that's been a big key in this postseason for pretty much every team that's been successful. But how big is it too to be able to string hits together? Well, even beyond that, I think it's the lack of a let up in our lineup that that really drove things home against the A's. There was no spot where they could bring somebody in and feel like they had had an easy out. And even if some guys didn't have the same number of home runs or hits in the series, you still saw guys hitting the ball hard. You still saw them having quality at bats. And so that constant, you know, one through nine pressure that you apply on the opposing pitching staff is, is what this offense was known for for the past few years. And it was certainly exciting to see them unlock it a little bit in the DS and hopefully we can bring it back for the CS. James, what have you seen with this team personality wise that wasn't apparent during the, during the regular season? Um, I don't know that there's really that much of a difference. Um, there's, there's, you know, there's a little bit more strut. There's a little bit more swagger. There's mm-hmm. a little bit more excitement. Um, you know, I, I, I like seeing that in a team. I like seeing the emotion on the field. I think you get more out of players if you have that emotion. Um, you know, there's just a little bit, maybe a little bit more intensity. We, not that we weren't pushed down the stretch, but, you know, by, by and large during the regular season, it was, it, it was, we had a, a fair distance between us and, and the third place teams in the division, uh, most of the season. And, and so there wasn't maybe that same urgency that you see now that, you know, it's the playoffs and. All season, the guys kept telling me, kept telling Dusty, you know, just wait till we get to the playoffs, wait till we get to the playoffs. This is a, a, a playoff team. This team knows how to turn it up in the playoffs, and I think we're seeing that. Yeah, how uh, how much of an advantage is that, too? You mentioned this this team has been through the wars. They've been through the postseason. I mean, Correa, Springer, and Altuve, they've played in 56 postseason games together. Uh, at the end of the day, sometimes that can that can really be the difference in some of these series. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, we've also got a lot of kids who are just having their first experience in the playoffs. And hopefully the guys who've been there before can tell them, hey, this is what it's like. Here's how to you know, calm yourself down or here's how to amp yourself up. So that playoff experience is definitely beneficial to, to the team. But at the same time, you don't want to look past the fresh young faces who, who are new, who may bring something new to the table that, that energizes the team even further. I don't think you have to look any further than, than an, an Oli Paredes and, and, and Christian Javier and Blake Taylor out there as, as guys that are new to the playoffs, but certainly are, are getting their energies up and, and getting their fire going. Hey, James, some people would say that uh, depth-wise, anyway, that the Rays might have an advantage over the Astros pitching. Uh, who do you see in a seven-game series with no off days stepping up for the Astros that we haven't seen in the postseason yet? Well, we're going to find out one way or the other with, yeah. with potentially seven games in seven days that we, we are going to be tested. They're going to be tested. They just got through a very emotional, intense five-game series. They had one off day, and then they got to come right back. So they are going to get tested. Fortunately, we had an extra off day. Um, there's a lot of guys out there that we, that we could see. I, I think, you know, Luis Garcia is somebody that, that could match up well against this team. I think Andre scrub with, with that, you know, we saw him pump in 97, uh, yeah. in his last appearance there in the DS, if he can bring that to the table, I, I think there's, there's some real upside there. Uh, Chase DeJong's last appearance in, in the regular season, uh, he felt like he unlocked something and, and hopefully that's, that's something that we'll get to see at some point, but this is going to be a total team effort. We, we cannot, uh, do what we did in Minnesota, where we have, you know, Framber throw five innings in relief and, and only use maybe five or six pitchers uh, to cover 
two games. This is going to be a test of the entire roster and all the guys on this roster are on here because we think that they can help us win this series. How important is it with that in mind uh, to see Framber Valdez get get pretty deep into this ball game? Uh, one of the big keys in the division series, I mean, you use your bullpen a lot, of course, but Framber going seven innings uh, in the second game, I thought really, really set you set you guys up really well. Yeah, and it's going to be a question of trying to win today's game uh, in a seven-game series. In, in a shorter series, you can you can you can maybe focus on you know one game at a time and just worry about today. In a in a longer series, we are going to have to balance today and tomorrow a little bit more. So if Framber can go seven innings today, I think that would be tremendous for us. It really helps set us up really well for the rest of the series. But at the same time. If we if we pull them after five and we want to get aggressive with our bullpen, I don't think that that's the wrong decision at all. We've got James Click, the Astros general manager, and, and James, you said uh, something a couple of different times since we've met uh, that that kind of struck me as as interesting. And, and you said that when you first got into baseball, and it's been over a dozen years when you got uh, into baseball with the Rays, that you said that you felt like you could come into this game and really change some things, really influence baseball with some of your ideas. What were some of those and, and why is that so hard to introduce new things sometimes? Oh man. Uh, I'm trying to think back to that, you know, fresh young kid <laughs> who had had some hair and, and yeah. you know, came, came into the game and really thought he was going to blow it up. I mean, um, it, it was, it, it was everything. It was coming in guns blazing, just, just wanting to say, why, why do we do things this way? Why do we do things this way? Why do we do things this way? And, um, the, the Rays had a, uh, an infield instructor, Jimmy Hoff, who, who passed away a couple of years ago, sadly, who, um, when we talked about positioning, you know, sometimes he would just sit back and be like, you know what, those guys have been there for a hundred years and they've been there for a reason. And, you know, you certainly don't want to get stuck in the mud and always do things the way that they've been done, uh, you know, just because that's the way they've been done. But at the same time, I don't think that I had the the appreciation for the why of a lot of it. And I think that that's been a, a tremendous advance in the game of baseball over the past couple of years as a lot of this technology, especially has come on board, is that it's it's allowed us to have better conversations because we can talk about you know, exactly where the ball is going, exactly where the fielder started, you know, who, who's, who's covering the most ground. And so we're not talking about esoteric stats or esoteric things that are built on uh, things that aren't really reflective of what's going on in the field. But instead we are talking about exit velocity and spin rate and, and all of these things that, that allow us to have a, a much more productive and robust conversation. Was there a point when you really started to see the tide kind of turn and see more of the analytics, not just being presented because I mean, there's always been something in some form, but where it started to really be implemented more into, into games and you started to see it uh, used more, more pro proactively. No, I think it's just been a steady evolution of the game, just like in a lot of industries and a lot of different sports. And when I first got to the Rays, we were one of the first teams to get aggressive about shifting on the infield. And that was based on some, some new technology, but in a lot of cases it was just based on people charting games and saying, this is where the ball was hit. Um, and, and then after that catcher framing became a thing and that was based on track. And then after that, we got a lot more stack cast data. And then after that, it becomes biomechanical data like Kinetrax or, or Simi or other companies like that. So it's a constant evolution. I, I think the really fun thing is to think about, where we were 10 years ago and where we are today, and then try to cast yourself forward 10 years and say, 
what are we going to what are we going to have 10 years from now that we're going to look back at everything we have right now and and realize how much we were missing when you whenever you have those conversations with dusty i'm assuming it's after the game a lot of times probably the next morning every once in a while if those games are emotional but how's that relationship gone and how's it evolved so far it's it's great and and i think that we are getting a really good feel for each other and and how we communicate what what we see on the field i'm starting to get a better feel for what he's watching what are the things that that he's looking for okay. in players um i think he's getting a, a feel for for me um he made a mention to me after watching one of the rays games against the yankees uh we sat down and we talked and he said you know I just watched that team and I watched the, the players that they have, the way that they operate, the way that they deploy their roster. And he mm. said, I feel like I have a much better understanding of you now and like your approach to, wow. to baseball because, you know, he sees the way that they, that they do things. And a lot of it is the kind of conversations that we've had. And so, um, you know, there, there was, there was a, uh, a nice moment there where, where, you know, we, you, you can talk about these things all you want. Sometimes you just have to kind of see it in action. Yeah. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I get it. Um, and, and you know, it's been the same for me with him where sure. I, you know, I see him do moves in games and, and something happens and, and then I'll be like, Oh, I got it. And sometimes it just takes seeing it in action uh, for you to, to really crystallize it in your head. Last question for me, James uh, instructional league is underway. Uh, I believe it's 53 players down there. A lot of times instructional league, because it's after a minor league season has been played, that's a chance where you kind of really get to do some hands-on work and, and tweak some guys and maybe work on some things and implement things you, that's hard to do during a minor league season. But this year is a little different, obviously, since there wasn't a minor league season. How do you strike that balance between just giving these guys a chance to play versus uh, maybe trying to work on some things and change some things? Yeah, it's definitely a balance. And uh, I mean, the other thing you got to balance is the weather. I mean, they only got two innings in down, down there today before the heavens opened up. So uh, Phil is down there, the guy's working. And it's one of the things that I think that this organization does really well is they balance that experience of playing and everything that you learn about the game of baseball just by playing the game, but also teaching the skills that we know that guys need to compete at the major league level. And so even if you can't play baseball, like we couldn't during the pandemic, during the shutdown for the first couple months, we find ways for these guys to continue to improve and, and have the skills that they need to help us win some games. All right. That's James click. Thanks for catching up. Always appreciate your insight, James. Absolutely. Thanks guys. You got it back with more Asher launch right after this that long and hard. Um, uh, you know how I feel about lefties, but uh, you know, we felt that Dion could give us some, you know, more length than, than probably, um, uh, you know, Perez, and then he had probably shown more um, uh, control of the strike zone. I mean, I love the stuff that Perez has, but um, also, uh, you know, some of the guys upstairs explained that, you know, the righties that we have, if they pitch them properly, that they could, you know, get the lefties out. Brian McTaggart. Yeah, with uh, Reddick out of the lineup today against the lefty, just how do you think uh, you think Diaz will get more opportunities in this series than, than he has so far in the, the other six games? Yeah, probably. I mean, because they got a bunch of lefties. You know, I mean, either if he doesn't start the game, then there's a good chance he could be in the game. Um, you know, they got, I think, uh, probably two lefty starters and four or five lefties in, in the bullpen. 
and uh, you know that's that that poses you know a problem uh, uh, you know for Reddick, and so uh, just got to mix and match and and you know put my eyes on some of the guys, uh, some of the lefties that I think you know might match up well with uh, you know with Reddick um, versus just going on. You know, with the numbers, they say I got to go with my my experience on 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 what I think too. Chandler Rome, Dusty, the Rays don't have a lot of defined roles in their bullpen. They just kind of play a ton of matchups as the game right. goes on. Is that more difficult to manage against when when you don't know the opposition? We don't know like that they have defined roles within their bullpen. Well, I don't know. I've never managed against them. I've only seen them play on TV and once in. San Francisco. So, you know, we'll see we get out there. Um, uh, you're right about not having defined roles, but, you know, you got to go with your strengths and not be a counterpuncher and, and, and worry about, you know, them as much. You know, they do pose a problem, you know, because they got like 12 different guys, I think, that, that, that you know, has, you know, have saves and they got a, a lot of pitching uh, depth and especially a lot of pitching depth, you know, on the left side of the of the uh, of the mound. Mark Berman, Dusty, do you have an update on Zach and Grinky? How he's doing? Yeah, yeah, he's doing good. He's doing fine. Uh, you know, I, I saw him. He looks very happy because you know the families are here, and uh, some of the guys haven't seen their families in a long time. And uh, you know, I saw him and his his wife, and I think he has a couple boys. You know, like that's the first time I've met a lot of the, a lot of the wives and families, and uh, you know, I think that's a, you know, big plus that, that you know the families are here. Do you have? Uh, are you ready yet to tell us how you're going to use Grinky going forward? Your other pitching plans beyond Game One and Two? No, no, not. I mean, I got an idea, but I, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Thanks. Okay, David Barron. Dusty, is moving Correa up to number five just a reflection of how he's going lately, or does it reflect just sort of a strategy you have for this particular game? Yeah, just this particular game, you know, because, like, you know, they got a tough lefty out there, and then they'll probably – I don't know how long he's going to go, but, you know, Correa's been, you know, been hot, and I want to get him behind Brantley. Uh, like you said, if they had a right-hander on the mound, then, then, uh, <clears throat> then Tucker would be hitting – fifth and he'd be hitting six. So that's this just this particular game. Pedro Gomez. Hey Dusty. <laughs> What's up, man? All right. <laughs> hey, um obviously your club has not seen this club since a year ago. Mm -hmm. And there's only seven, a little over seven innings that the current pitchers were on the roster for last year in the ALDS. <clears throat> What type of an advantage is that for a pitcher? Uh, well, I think especially the first go around uh, until they've seen him. You can watch video, you can see the check stats, but until, until you actually see him, uh, I, I think the, the pitcher always has the advantage. You know, the first time around, and uh, then after you, you know, the more you see him, um, you know, the the more familiar. You become with his uh, repertoire pitches, uh, his his command and control, um, you know, his pattern of pitching, uh, also the the you know the catcher's pattern of 
of catching and also the overall philosophy of the pitching coach and the organization on how to, you know, how they're, how they're going to attack hitters. How bizarre is it? The fact that you guys have not, the Astros have not seen the Rays in a year. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that is, it's very bizarre, but this whole year is bizarre. So, you know, you just chalk it up to bizarre and this number 892 for the year, you know? <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Barry Bloom. Hey, Johnny B. How are you? I'm fine, man. What's going on? You're looking skinny, man. Yeah, I lost like 40 pounds during this whole thing. Yeah, well, I've lost a few myself eating this, eating this food around here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I lost I lost it not eating out and with my, my wife's cooking. Oh, Lord, I ain't touching that one. <laughs> Good cooking. Yeah, okay. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I, I was saddened and sorry about the loss of Jimmy Lee Sullivan the other day, and you mentioned him briefly yesterday, and I thought maybe you'd want to talk a little bit about him. Well, you know, he was a good friend of mine, you know, and he was the highest-ranking African-American in, in in baseball. And, uh, you know, he had just joined the company that I'm with, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I talked to a couple of his good friends, including the mayor. And uh, um, I, I guess he had, you know, been gone a couple of days before they found his body, at least a couple of days. And I just hope that he didn't suffer in the meantime, you know, and uh, uh, it just goes to show you how volatile we all are and how, um, how unimportant all this stuff that we worry about uh, is I mean not only Jimmy Lee I mean we've lost I don't know 15 people you know or, or so this year that I knew or and was close to and uh, um, you know you know when I got the news that morning I mean it, it, it I mean that one kind of tore me up I mean boy and 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 he was younger than than all the others that have passed you know and it's been a it's been a heck of a year from Frank to Washington to Al Kaline, who I saw in spring training, to Tom Seaver, to Lou Brock and Jay Johnstone and Bob Gibson and Bull Watson. And I was just thinking the other day, you know, Jimmy Wynn, you know, all the, you know, all my partners are leaving, you know. So, um, boy, they got a heck of a pitching staff and a heck of an outfield in heaven. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. And I was just thinking, I said, you know, who's the Lord going to start for his rotation? He going to start Whitey Ford first or he going to start Sandy Koufax? I mean, not Sandy Koufax, uh, uh, Gibson first or Seaver. It's like, man, it was. Uh, I guess yeah. it depends on who's managing, huh? Because in case he didn't start him in the first game of the 60 World Series. Yeah, well, <laughs> boy, this is, uh, it, it just sort of puts things in, in uh, you know, perspective. And what was Jimmy doing with your equity company? Well, I mean, he had just joined it. And, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been active too much because I've been doing this. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he could do whatever he wanted to do because he was, you know, Harvard Business School grad. I mean, this guy was a brilliant, brilliant man. And, uh, but also a common sense man at, at the same time. You know, like, he was like a country uh, Harvard Business School guy. So, all right. Well, have a good time. I, I hope that you get what you want out of this. 
Oh, we will. Mark Tompkin. Hey, Bake, just on a, on a less important subject, obviously. Just yeah. going, looking ahead to tomorrow. What has McCullers done for you this season, and, and what do you think uh, you expect of him in this stage since he's been here before? Well, I mean, he's throwing he's throwing the ball well. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, you know, his arm is sound. He's in great shape. I mean, this guy worked as hard as anybody to get back, uh, you know, with and I, I hated to see us in uh, in when we did like in spring training because this guy was was way ahead of everybody and uh you know he's been a big game guy and uh you know we're looking forward to watching him pitch um and uh you know he's you know we expect more of the same out of him and uh his fastball is is uh is better his change up is better and you know about his breaking ball so you know, we're expecting some good things out of them. That's all the time. I, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, I know you said yesterday you were going to meet with Click last night. Did he just spill the beans? Did he give you every little dark secret about cash and those players? Well, you know, he gave us some, you know, but, you know, but, you know, he wasn't really in, in, in the scouting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he gave us, uh, you know, he gave us plenty, you know, like he didn't want to give us, you know, he didn't want to confuse us everybody with all the intricacies of, of, of everything that they do. But, you know, they do some things that are unconventional, you know, like the four-man outfield and the, and, and, and the uh, you know, the opener and just stuff that we know, but, you know, he just confirmed. All, all right, right, Dusty. Thank you. Okay, guys. See you tomorrow. We're, we're back to the game. We should have uh, Lance McCullers next. If you have a, if you had a question for Dusty and you had your hand raised, uh, please lower it. If you have a question for Lance McCullough, go ahead and raise it. Lance, what's your uh, anticipation level for this start? And also facing a team that you probably didn't know a, a whole lot about, uh, you know, coming into the week and, and how you, you sort of had, a, had to cram for the race. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good series. Uh, obviously, the Rays are a, a talented team. Um you know, we, we got to watch as many games as we could uh, leading leading up to this series um, when they were playing the Yankees. I've I, I faced quite a few of these guys, though. Um, faced them a couple times and uh, 17 once or twice and 18 as well. So um, there are some new guys that, that I haven't uh, faced before, but um, there are also some that I have. So, um, you know, I'll just kind of take in the game today, watch the game, and then uh, do a little scouting report. Uh, tonight, but I'm really just going to uh, rely on, uh, you know, what I do best. Mark Berman. Lance, we kind of, I asked you this question, or you've been asked this question going to the last series, but how special is this for you to be in this position after all the work you put in, after all you've been through to be able to position to start game two of the ALCS? No, it's, it's, it's been a, I've really enjoyed, I mean, it's, the year has been difficult. I mean, there's no, I'm not going to sugarcoat it uh, with the, with the COVID and all the protocols and, you know, kind of ups and downs in the season. It's, 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 it was a, you know, it was a, a difficult year, but, um, you know, we're, we're here now, we're playing good baseball. Um, I think the part that I'm enjoying the most is, you know, I, I more kind of in a, in a leadership role on, on, on this team, um, versus teams in the past. So, um, I'm enjoying that aspect and I'm enjoying watching our guys play because, uh, you know, um, I care for them and I've, I've been with a lot of these guys for a long time. And, and when they're playing well, um, it's really fun to watch. 
Jake Kaplan. Since Framber Valdez first became your teammate late in 2018, how have you seen him evolve and mature over the, the three seasons to, to get to this point where he is now? Uh, I think his, 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 his ability to throw strikes, um, he's always had the stuff. He's always had great stuff that, you know, ever since he came up, it's really just been more about the, um, you know, the strike throwing and the consistency. And I, I think that uh, this, this year, um, even back in the, even back in the regular spring training, uh, you, you could see the growth. Uh, it's, it's, he's, he's really fun to watch. He, he's very easygoing. Um, even, even during these big moments, these big games. Um, so, um, you know, we're expecting another great start, um, out of Framber. Brian McTaggart. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, taking on this leadership role. Just what, what does that kind of entail for you this year? No, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm our representative. I'm our, PA representative. Um, so that's been, um, that's been, that's been a lot of, that's been a lot of work this year. Uh, you know, but the, you know, in spring training, going back to spring, you know, I, I kind of continued a tradition that, that Keuchel, um, had kind of, uh, done many spring trainings where he would go around and get a lot of the young guys, especially the guys from his group and, uh, you know, would, would, would kind of take them to eat and, uh, you know, be there for them. And I'm thinking back on it. Um, you know, I know Scrub was at that dinner. Uh, Taylor was at that dinner. Uh, Paredes was at that dinner. Um, Belak. So um, there may have been a couple. I think maybe I, I'm not sure if Javi was there or not. But you know, just kind of looking back, it's 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 funny to see all the guys that we kind of got together for for a big dinner during spring. Um, you know, are, have all played such big roles for us. And then um, you know, just trying to represent our team the, the best way possible. Uh, with the with the players association and, and through all the things we've had to, you know, you know, deal with this season, um, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm proud to represent um, our team, and uh, you know, feel like uh, we have a lot of young guys that that look to the guys that have been around, and you know, I'm happy to uh, you know be there for them. Evan Spillane. Hey Lance, with all the first and second year guys that you have on the roster, does it? it all remind you just with the way they carry themselves, the way they are with each other. Does it remind you at all of the group that you came up with in 15? Yes. And the, you know, that's, um, you know, that's, that's the really cool part about being a team that continues to, you know, we, we have our pieces that we've brought in, obviously we have, um, you know, guys that we've extended and, and we've rewarded here trades, et cetera. And we also have a big group of guys that, that have come to the minor leagues together. And, you know, there's no, there's no replacement, um, you know, especially over a short season like this, um, then, you know, guys being able to feel comfortable, feel comfortable with each other, feel comfortable in the clubhouse, you know, really not so much in 15, but definitely in 17 beyond, you know, the, our, our clubhouse culture here has been, um, has been un unbelievable. And uh, I think the guys feel comfortable coming to coming to the field, being themselves, and it gives them the opportunity to really, you know, uh, perform at the best they can. David Mayer. You mentioned wanting to do uh, go out and do your best or do what you do on uh, in, in game two. Where are you at every aspect of your of your repertoire right now, would you say, in terms of what you're confident in and what what you expect to be able to lean on at this point? Well man, um my last you know, even even last start, I was I was happy with 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 the stuff that I had. I had a little bit of execution issues on, on some of the pitches. Um, you know, but that, but that's going to happen, but my, the stuff wise, 
uh, really ever since, um, you know, I, I came off uh, the DL there in September with a little nerve issue. Um, you know, I've, I've really felt like my stuff has been at the top of its game. I haven't used my changeup as much because the matchups um, maybe haven't been there, but um, I'll take a look tonight and there's opportunities for, you know, me to use a changeup a lot. I feel comfortable doing that, but I feel like my curveball is pretty much back, um, you know, to where, where I've expected it to where I've, I've needed it to be. Uh, my fastball command um, really is there. Um, you know, I've, I'm integrating the cutter now, uh, which is, you know, giving me the opportunity to change levels on hitters. And then obviously I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, get that change up back in there because um, it's, it's a really, it's a really good pitch. I just have to find my, find my points and uh, attack with it. Steven Nelson. Hey, Lance, with the potential for seven games in seven days, you know, I asked Pete Fairbanks on the other side, if they picked up anything as a staff on how to navigate that. And he just said, I'll, I might just take more leave. And I know it's a little different for you as, as a starting pitcher, but uh have you guys as arms discussed um, you know, how you might go about this week or have you picked up anything over the course of this, you know, gauntlet of a season? No, I mean, um, yeah, seven games straight through, you know, obviously. So starters for one and two, um, you know, would, would, would be on normal rest for six and seven. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, we're going to have to, um, you know, rely. I think the starters, we're, we're hoping to go deeper into games, uh, you know, this series, we're hoping to, um, you know, throw the ball well and allow our bullpen to um, not have to overextend themselves. Uh, you know, so seven seven games in a row, we, we do it we do it all the time during the season, but um, you know, never at, at this type of uh, intensity. But we we have a lot of guys down there, guys that really didn't even get to pitch um, in that first series. Uh, you know, scrub. Um, I'm still extremely confident. Um, and the ability and, and the stuff that Josh James brings to the table. Uh, I think he's going to pitch big innings for us. So we have, we have guys down there. Uh, Blake Taylor came in a couple of times, but it, it was for, it was, you know, uh, you know, a batter here uh, or an inning here. So I think we have a lot of guys down there um, that, that didn't pitch a ton there in, uh, in last series, but are going to come up big for us. Mark Tompkin. Hey Lance. I know uh, you didn't get to participate last year, but the hometown battle angle here, um, you hear from some of your friends and are you, are you looking forward to this? I'm sure it means a little something. Um, no, nah, I mean, uh, my, uh, my buddies there, we have a lot, we have a lot of group chats with me and Brett Phillips in it. Uh, so there's a lot of let's go Lance and Brett uh, going on in the, in the chat. So uh, I know my boys back home are, are pulling for me though. And uh I texted my brother-in-law the other day. He's a huge Rays fan. I said, "Hey, you, you got to just you got to at least root for me during during my start." Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're you know I'm I'm born and raised Tampa, Florida. Um, actually, went to the Trop quite a few times uh, growing up. Um, was there in in 08 uh, for the ALCS and and, and World Series games. Uh, I think I actually saw Boggs's 3,000 hit there too. Um, so yeah, man, you know, a little I, I got to make sure that. That um that I put on for the for for the for Houston though this time. All right, Lance. Sorry. Thank you. Go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say you enjoy the fact that you even though you didn't get to participate last year, that rematch allows you to participate. Oh, I mean, I, I actually was uh, I was down in Florida last year rehabbing. Um, so my TJ, so I actually got to drive up for the uh, first couple games there in Tropicana Field. Um, when uh, 
you know, when, when we played, but um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm definitely much happier that I get to participate this year than down in Florida rehabbing uh, TJ. It was, it was tough to not only not be with the team, but um, not being able to, you know, help. So I'm very excited uh, to be back in, in this position. And like I said, I mean, I think the Rays have a great team. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a really good series. All right, Lance, thank you. All right, y'all. Appreciate your time. All right, um, we will have Carlos Correa next. If you have a question for Carlos Correa, go ahead and use the raise hand function. Uh, I'll call on Houston Media first, and I'll call on everyone else on the call. Yeah, Carlos, obviously you guys have had a ton of familiarity with the A's, just facing them as much as you did in the regular season. I guess how much of a benefit was that against Oakland? And then conversely, how difficult is it to come in against a raise team that you haven't faced all year and kind of get assimilated to what they're going to throw at you? Yeah, absolutely. It's completely different. You know, when we face Oakland, uh, playing with them during the regular season, you know, you, you have uh, an idea of what you want to do at the play, um, you know, looking at looking back at the at-bats that you had against them. Um, you know, you, you, you knew like the hop on the fastball, um, the right approach to have in order for you to be successful because you've been facing them all year. You faced them multiple times. Uh, with the race, obviously, we rely on the video uh, and what we did against them last year. Um, so, you know, we got to go out there and, and, and try to string great at-bats together as a team. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, we got to try to make them uh, throw the ball in the middle of the play in order for us to swing at it. And uh, if we do that as a collective group, I think we're going to have success against them. What do you remember about that, about the ALDS last year? I mean, it was, it was kind of a struggle for you guys at times offensively. Just Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got great stuff. They got um, – they got great pitchers in the bullpen. They got great starters. Um, like I said, man, it's, it's, it's all about putting great at-bats together as a team. If we if we can do that, um, like we did against the A's, who also have great pitching, um, we're going to have success in this series. Brian McTaggart. You uh, get a chance to take some BP on the field yesterday. Uh, you know, how's the ball carrying, and how do you think it, you know, compares just, you know, to Dodger Stadium? I mean, I know you played here a few weeks ago, but just, you know, uh, from what you see now. Yeah, it, it doesn't quite carry like in Dodger Stadium. Uh, the ball was flying there. Uh, the ballpark seems to be a little smaller over there also. Uh, but it, it plays pretty true. You know, if you hit it good enough, it's going to go out. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good ballpark to, to play the, the ALCS. I think uh, there's going to be some homers in there. Um, but definitely got to get it better in this ballpark. Jake Kaplan. I don't, I don't think before the season many people would have predicted from Valdez being your ALCS game one starter. I guess just how have you seen him uh, mature and evolve over the course of not just this year, but the three years you've been his teammate? I think he's earned that right. Um, the way he's pitched throughout the whole regular season, the way he's been pitching in the playoffs, going deep in, in every single game, uh, he's earned that right. And he's evolved into a great pitcher and he's going to be uh, great for years to come. You know, he's got this stuff. He works really hard every single day in the gym. He's got the durability. He can go deep in the games and he can give you great innings and keep you in the game in order for you to have a chance to win games. David Barron. Carlos, uh, for the early part of the career, I think George Springer was sort of the the, the more outspoken or the more more, more quotable uh, group uh, player among your group. You seem to have taken a, a bit more of a, of a leadership role in that regard this year. Is that by design or by happenstance, or how has that just developed that you sort of have, have become a more of a spokesman for the team this year? Um, I don't know, man. I, I guess it just happened. Um, you know, my, my focus is to go out there every single day play hard baseball, help the team uh, win ball games. And, you know, that's that's what I focus on. You know, I don't 
I don't focus on all, any of all that other stuff that comes with, with playing baseball. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've been here five years with this group of guys and, and I know what it's like and what it takes to go out there every single day and win ball games. And, you know, the energy is contagious. I try to bring energy and, and we try to feed, feed off each other. Luis Ortiz. ¿Qué tal, Carlitos? Eh, este es el cuarto año consecutivo que van a estar compitiendo en esta serie de campeonato. ¿Qué tan clave va a ser esa experiencia que tienen ustedes sobre eh, el oponente? Eh, la experiencia siempre ha sido clave. Las primeras dos series creo que la experiencia tuvo que ver mucho en la serie. Eh, esta vez pues también tenemos un poco más experiencia que ellos, eh, pero a la misma vez ellos tienen un gran equipo y tenemos que enfocarnos y tratar de hacer el buen trabajo que hemos hecho durante las primeras dos series para poder ganar esta también. Y si me permites una más, eh, ¿qué tan importante también va a ser la defensiva para que ustedes puedan respaldar a, a los pitchers? Ya que se habla mucho que Tampa Bay tiene mucha profundidad y obviamente ustedes tienen unas bajas, también eh, lanzadores novatos. ¿Qué tan importante va a ser esa defensiva? Sí, yo siempre predico que la defensa gana juego. Eh... Cuando tú le permites al otro equipo tener extra outs, cuando se hacen errores o jugadas que, que no se completan, él está dando más chance al otro equipo de que, de que puedan anotar carreras. El picheo sí es importante, pero ellos no van a ponchar a los 27 bateadores del juego. So que Van a haber algunas bolas que se van a poner en juego y es importante que la defensa esté en óptimas condiciones. Francisco Romero. Carlos, saludos. Oye, aún eres siendo, sigues siendo un pelotero muy joven, una persona muy joven. Aún así, todo un veterano, eh, toda esa experiencia que tú en lo personal has adquirido, tan joven y aún así veterano, eh, esa confianza personal, ¿qué tanto te da a ti? ¿Qué tanta confianza personal tienes tú? Sí, me, me, me da mucha confianza. Obviamente, el estar en esta, esta etapa de los playoffs y estar eh, varios años ya jugando este juego en, a este nivel, eh, pues obviamente te da confianza y obviamente la confianza tiene que ver con el éxito. Cuando uno está jugando bien, pues la mayor confianza que uno tiene, pero cuando hay chicos malos, uno tiene que tratar de mantener esa confianza en altos niveles para, para poder subir de donde uno estaba. Gracias, Carlos. Tap Deportes. Carlos, eres uno de los jugadores que más caliente vienes en esta postemporada, aproximadamente promediando 500, pero la pregunta es, ¿cuánto estos comentarios de Sisi Sabatia, donde te llamó payaso, también llamó al equipo, te ha alimentado y para esa energía y cómo tú tomas ese comentario negativo para energizarte o para motivarte a seguir luciendo como lo estás haciendo hasta el momento. El comentario no me motivó en ninguna manera. O sea, no importa lo que, para mí no importa lo que él tenga que decir. Eh, mi enfoque y mi motivación es ayudar a mi equipo a ganar el juego, no por lo que trabaja el 3 dice, sino porque es por lo que yo estoy jugando béisbol, para poder ayudar a mi equipo a ganar el partido. Y una última pregunta, ¿cómo, podemos, cómo el equipo está enfocándose o tratando de ayudar a que Yuli vuelva a caer en ritmo en una serie que es bien importante con un equipo que tiene muchos lanzadores que pueden dominar eh, en, el caso, en el caso de Tampa ¿cómo ustedes pueden ayudar a Yuli? No, Yuli, Yuli se ve muy bien en la práctica ayer se vio muy bien se ha visto muy bien en el cage, creo que en esta serie eh, él va a ser el hombre We have time for one more question Bob Nightingale, you can take it Carlos, congratulations. Uh, up, to this, up to this point, how rewarding, how proud you are of this team, considering 
what you went through for spring training, injury to Verlander, and of course such a young bullpen. How how proud are you of what you guys accomplished? Uh, you know, I'm 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 very proud of of what we've accomplished so far. But I feel like we're not done yet. We want to accomplish a lot more. You know, when you show up to spring training and we showed up this year, um, the goal was the same: get back to the World Series and this time win it. Um, obviously, we had some. Uh, some adversity uh, with Berlander going down, Osuna going down, Alvarez going down. But at the same time, we've been able to manage and we've been able to to stay positive and play great baseball in order for us to be here now. Um, we got a lot of guys that stepped up, um, especially guys in the bullpen. Um, you know, you got Framber Valdez uh, becoming one of the pitchers out there right now, pitching in key situations, uh, coming up huge for the team, assuming that uh, ace role um, that, that we needed and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun to watch how hard is, these guys are working and how they're evolving as players, um, helping us win ball games. All right, Carlos, thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, we should have um, Enoli Paredes next. Good. All right, questions for Enoli Paredes. Uh, Chandler Rome, go ahead and start. Hey, Anoli. Um, Lance McCullers just told us that he tried to take a lot of the younger pitchers out to dinner in spring training. I wonder if you were one of them that got to go to dinner with McCullers and, and kind of what that meant to you that a veteran w was able to reach out to you like that. Uh, yeah, we was in uh, spring training. I, I get the opportunity to to be in uh, dinner with McCuller. That's a good guy. And, and we eat that night, I remember, uh, a steak. And like we come from Latin country, we like the cook well done. Uh, and he and he told me, yeah, you had to you had to start to eat food like us, uh, like learn trying to to different food. And that was my first time that I tried like the steak medium. And I feel like uh, real eating a uh, cook no well done. So that was fun night. We enjoyed together, and I appreciate that that, that invitation with Lance. Anything else for Enoli? Andres, go ahead. Eh, Enoli, eh, te hemos visto eh, ya como has estado eh, participando en estos últimos juegos. Eh, ¿Qué significa para ti o qué, qué, qué te deja a ti el estar eh, todavía en el roster del equipo en esta serie de campeonato de la Liga Americana? Eh, lo veo súper importante. Creo que es una oportunidad a seguir eh, aprovechando esa oportunidad que el equipo me está dando y veo que, que están confiando en el trabajo que yo puedo hacer en que, en que soy una pieza clave para ayudar al equipo a llegar hasta la Serie Mundial y ganar entonces tengo que aprovechar ese momento como, como rookie eh, tratar de dar lo mejor de mí tratar de disfrutar es una oportunidad que no todos los equipos tienen de llegar hasta aquí y, y, y mi primer año está en, en, en un campeonato divisional es, es algo que significa mucho Voy a tratar de disfrutar lo más que pueda y, y ayudar al equipo hasta en la Serie Mundial, que me imagino que sería una bonita experiencia también. Y, y por nada, si Dios no, no da el premio de ganar el campeonato, sería algo que, que, que va a marcar mi vida. Luis Ortiz. ¿Qué tal, Enoli? Eh, platícame, ¿qué tan grande va a ser el rol de ustedes en el bullpen o todos los lanzadores, mejor dicho, este, contra este equipo que se habla mucho sobre el bullpen y los lanzadores que ellos tienen eh, nosotros mantener el mismo enfoque, nosotros tenemos un buen equipo nosotros tenemos buenos muchachos a, a la ofensiva, Carlos Correa eh, Springer, Bradley nosotros tenemos ese sin número de peloteros eh, 
tratar de, de hacer lo que nosotros venimos haciendo, eh, jugar el juego que nosotros sabemos jugar. Eh, y los lanzadores en el bullpen, pienso que debemos de, de cada, cada uno, el que tenga la oportunidad de tener la bola, tratar de, de, de minimizar los lo daños y eso, tratar de, 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 de dar lo mejor que pueda. Y, y yo pienso que nosotros podemos ganar. Yo pienso que nosotros tenemos un equipo que puede estar en la Serie Mundial. Si me permites una, una más, conforme van avanzando, son más expectativas, hay más presión como jugador. ¿Cómo describes tú esa presión a, a comparado a la primera serie, la, la serie previa? Ahora ya están a solo cuatro victorias de regresar a la Serie Mundial. Eh, como, como, como novato, es eh, algo que, que tú pensás en que estás peleando por el campeonato de la Liga Americana, es algo que te que te llena un poquito de emoción tú, como novato y el rol que he venido ocupando en el equipo. Pienso que es un poquito de presión, pero gracias a Dios he estado trabajando con, con, con el psicólogo de la Academia de República Dominicana, con los veteranos, Martín Maldonado, Carlos Correa, Presley, eh, muchachos que tienen experiencia ya de, de postemporada. Le he venido preguntando y eso me ha ayudado un poco a, a, a estar en mi control y, y, y dar la mejor versión de mí. Muchas gracias y suerte. Gracias. Adam Swain. And Oli, now that you've done it a handful of times, how have you gotten your arm conditioned to be able to pitch in back-to-back -back games? Uh, learning, learning every day. So, uh, in the training room, getting massage. And, and I think the most important thing is your mind. You have to be prepared, to ready to go. Um, You know, you're not in the in the regular season. You don't have time to get ready. You have to be ready every day to help the team to, to, to win. So I think the that that helped me the moment that we are that I know the team need my help. So I, I do what I have to do to be ready for the next day. Uh that's a, that's a, the only thing that I'm doing, working my arm every single game, taking the chance when I can go to the to the gyms to 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 get eyes, everything that I, that, I, that I had to do to be ready for the next day. Does it feel natural for you now to do that? Uh, no natural because I was a starter. You know, I had, to, I had to wait in the minor league. I had to wait five days to pitch, but now I had to pitch back to back. So like I told you before, learning, uh, asking to the veteran what they do to, to be ready to pitch back to back day. So. I think Presley is doing a great job helping me to be to be ready for to pitch bad to bad day. Stephanie Epstein. Uh Nelly, how was how was the steak that you had medium rare or uh medium? Did you like it? Uh the first time no, but now yes. No, it was the first time when you come from Dominican Republic, we like everything well done. So when you have oh, medium food, it's something real for learning, learning. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Margaret. When you say massage room, is it Mr. Oka that took good care of you? Yeah, it's fun, it's fun. Getting the massage and uh, talking with Oka about his country, he, the food there, how is the people there, you know. It's an opportunity to get the massage and to, to learn about another country. You never know. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. See you later!